What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Little people, big people, all people. What's happening? If you hear the sound of my voice, that means you are listening to another episode of Buffed Up Sports, available on all major podcasting platforms. You know, I feel like saying I don't have much to talk about today, but looking at my notes and just knowing how I am, that can always change. But regardless, I'm glad you're here right now. And I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Going to be talking about some MLB. Give small reflections on the Super Bowl, but I'm going to throw some lines in there. And then NBA All-Star Weekend. So hopefully everyone enjoys. I just hope you stay with me throughout the episode. Don't leave me. Don't leave me. (laughs) But let's get to it. I ain't going to waste y'all time. I want to get into it. This MLB lockout is really making me sick right now. And at first when it happened, I didn't care too much about it because I'm like, lockouts happen. They'll figure out something. But now it's like we're in February and spring training is supposed to be a month away. And there's it just doesn't seem to be any progress right now as far as what's about to happen with the baseball season. Like somebody asked me the other day. Like, they were familiar with the MLB being on lockout, but they didn't know, like, everything going on and would it throw off the season. And I was like, honestly, when it first happened, I didn't think it would throw off the season. But now, I'm scared for opening day. Obviously, opening day, first week of April, whatnot, it's it's not looking pretty. And it's like, can they just get it together? Y'all messing up baseball season. Like, when football ends, that's when basketball season heats up and then when basketball ends you got baseball to get you through the summer so it's like if we even got that we really in trouble (laughs) and it's a shame because this is the one year i'm kind of looking forward to the tigers like last year i enjoyed the tigers way more than i thought i would going into the season so of course this year i'm looking forward to them even more but then when you have these lockout meetings only being 15 minutes it just makes you worry because it's like y'all only meeting for 15 minutes obviously you're not getting anything accomplished you know what i'm saying like if you meet for 15 minutes what what's gonna happen a inning a half an inning can be longer than 15 minutes easily so you mean to tell me y'all meet for 15 minutes and end the meeting because y'all can't come to a great i know it's more than that but like as a fan it's like come on man like this whole lockout really just got me feeling like locked up won't let me out like that's what it's feeling like (laughs) and again of course they have a lockout that's getting scarier and scarier by the day when you just had the super bowl so we know that's it for football until august but with the super bowl first i that was the greatest halftime show of all time. I said it was going to be, and it was. Not a doubt about it. I mean, effortlessly, too. When you have the five artists that were already, you know, advertised, having nothing but hits, you already know it's going to be greatness. That's what the Super Bowl halftime show was. No misses. 
and then you even throw 50 cent in there he wasn't advertised and he gets to perform in the club like greatest there was people who were looking forward to the halftime show more than the game and i know it's like that many years but this year they said i, I saw the rating review it was like the halftime show was like the highest ratings they've had in some some years now so that just goes to tell you that halftime show was hitting my only problem was i just wish it was longer they only got 15 minutes that many artists having nothing but hits only got 15 minutes that was my only problem in fact that mlb lockout meeting <laughs> wasn't even longer than the halftime show <laughs> that's ridiculous i wish they could have gave them like 20 30. you might as well for it for when you got performers like that you got to get them 30 minutes and then it just added to the game actually being good you know the game coming down to the final drive pretty much can't complain about that and it wasn't boring either you had your offense and even though it was not the highest scoring game and your defense was showing when the defense showed up it was because of an exciting play an interception a sack it wasn't like each team was going three and out three and out three and out like no gains no negative yards like none of that it was if the offense didn't get a if the offense didn't get anything going on a drive it was because the defense made an exciting play again like a sack or something like that so i'm glad stafford finally got his ring right but now the rams fandom gotta chill out a little bit at least for me i could care less what the rams do now if they go 0-17 next year cool if they Got a chance of getting another ring. Cool, as long as it ain't against the Lions. I I really don't care anymore. Like I'm like I said, I'm glad Stafford got the ring now. And he can take that to the bank. But as far as the Rams go, the Lions own their picks in the draft for a few more seasons. So uh it'll do the Lions many favors <laughs> if the Rams, you know, are trash. Africa do us another favor you know just be terrible during the 2022 season Stafford don't let your team win a game help Detroit out you know people are already starting to rumor that Stafford might pull a LeBron and when I say LeBron I'm talking about when LeBron James left the Cleveland Cavaliers to go to the Miami Heat after spending a good portion of his career in Cleveland and not winning. Then he went to Miami, got some rings, came back to Cleveland, won Cleveland a ring. So people are saying, what if Stafford did the same thing? What if he <laughs> leaves Detroit, gets his ring, and come back to get Detroit a ring? Would that be nice? Yes. Most definitely do I see it happening. No. <laughs> Sadly, no. But man, if it do, I ain't complaining. Because I always talk about this. Like, just really imagine if the Lions win a ring. Like, did y'all see the Rams Super Bowl parade? That thing was empty. Man, I tell you, Detroit will be rocking. What were done for? Jefferson done for. Crashing done for. Like, all them streets going to be packed. <laughs> they going to be. Oh my goodness. 
And then you know the little ending part of the parade where the like the whole team's together. Where would that be? Shane Park? No, not Shane Park. Probably like in Bell Isle somewhere. Like, but it doesn't matter. Wherever it's at, it's gonna be packed from. We probably have people stretching over the boats and stuff from Canada trying to get on. Anyways. Just know if Detroit get that moment, we gonna show out. I'm I'm laughing at Cincinnati right now with the Bengals. Even though the Bengals lost the Super Bowl, they had already announced their students weren't having school the next day after the game, win or lose. So I'm like, say Detroit, right? Lions go to the Super Bowl. We know that next day nobody's going to work, win or lose. But if they win. Kiss the whole week goodbye. You kiss the whole month goodbye. I, like, I die happy man. Lions mess around and win a Super Bowl in my lifetime. And that's what hurts me. Because somebody the other day just told me. I've been around. I forgot how many years they say. I think they want to say close to 60 years. They was like, I've been around close to 60 years. You might want to, you know, look at another team. I said, nah, because I was born into this. And the day it finally happens... It's going to make it so much more sweeter. I'm going to keep on preaching that, too. I ain't giving up on my Lions, man. I'm not. I, as I'm recording this episode, I have some Lions slippers on. So that just tells you I ain't letting up. They break my heart, but I'm going to keep on watching. Especially because, I, like, I've been preaching to people, man. The whole city of Detroit, everybody got new GMs and coaches coming in. And each team were bad but now they finally seem like they got some type of direction that gives me confidence so that's what i'm hoping for hoping the lions can you know pull together the same thing you know what i'm saying my name is k shine and we are on the buffed up sports podcast if any of y'all in the Westland or Romulus area need any vending machines of any kind inside of y'all local business, hit us up at 734-837-0086. I said again, 734-837-0086. Out. Now I gotta talk about my Detroit Pistons. First of all, Pistons were on an eight-game losing streak. And we got to go into Boston right before the All-Star break. We got to go into Boston out of all cities. I mean, we know Boston got that crazy crowd. And we got to go into Boston, a Boston Celtic team that's on a nine-game winning streak. Remind you, I just said the Pistons themselves were on an eight-game losing streak. And so we keeping it close the whole game. And I'm like, hold up. Pistons, we might do it. Then you got Jeremy Grant. Hits the clutch bucket, which turned out to be the game winner on my favorite player of all time, (laughs) Jason Tatum. I hope y'all caught the sarcasm, because if you listen to episode two of this podcast, and I mean the second episode ever, you know how much I love Jason Tatum. (laughs) Anyways, Jeremy Grant hits the game winner on Jason Tatum because... After that, Jason Tatum had his chance to hit the game winner and missed. Oh, how sweet was that? But I'll tell you one thing about the Pistons, and it's not just a recent thing. Like, as long as I've been watching, at least since the years, you know, the struggle became real for them, they would get whooped 
and I mean whooped by teams we got no business losing to. Teams we should be able to beat, but don't let them play one of the hottest teams in the NBA. I'm, I could tell you countless memories. Remember when the Pistons beat the Heat back when they had the big three of Bron, Wade, and Bosh? I remember the Pistons beat them. We could talk about how the Pistons beat the 74 and, uh, what was it, 74 and 9, which went on to be the best record ever in the NBA season. The 74 and 9 Warriors, we beat them. And then now you beat a team that's on a nine game winning streak. Literally the hottest team in the league at the moment. And don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure the Pistons was one of the, well, we definitely was one of the worst, but we probably did have the longest losing streak in the league at the moment so for that losing streak to end to a team like boston you don't see it coming but it's just just so happy like i had people coming up to me talking about you see the pistons got one on the celtics last night and i'm hyped i'm like yeah because again y'all know how much i love the boston celtics but it's the fact i love my pistons for real for real so i'm just pumped about it i just really feel like that was a great win going into the all-star break oh yeah Marvin Bagley, I'm not going to get too excited because it's new. It's a fresh project, but him being on the Pistons now, that might work out. And, I, and what I mean by work out is really work out. He's already a near double-double threat. And so the Pistons needed somebody with some length to them. So for him to come in and fill that role, now Cade and Killian got somebody to throw lobs up to. Bagley rebounds effortlessly compared to Stewart. He's able to hit the hook shot better than somebody like Stewart. And not taken away from Stewart, it's just the fact Stewart's little compared to other guys in the league, especially at his position. So it's like you got somebody like Bagley who got the height to him. It's, it's nice to see. I tweeted this the other day. Say there's a scenario with Isaiah Stewart and Marvin Bagley starting. Bagley at the four, Stewart at the five. I'm not saying they will be the next Sheed and Ben. As great as that will be, I just don't want to put my expectations that high. Fair enough. But I bring this all up to say, I remember when the Pistons had Rasheed Wallace and Ben Wallace. She was the four, even though she was taller, and Ben played the five. And it worked out. So I was saying, if Stewart's going to play the five in Detroit, he's going to need somebody else in the lineup at the four to be, like, taller than him to, like, help him get the boards and whatnot and go against those taller defenders at times. Because as much heart as you might have, truth be told, you need height too sometimes. So... I was saying that before we got Bagley. So when we got him, I'm like, cool, we finally got somebody with height. And then on top of that, you see him and Stewart get some minutes together. And I'm like, this is what I was talking about. I'm not saying they have to be Sheed and Ben, but I'm saying the play style as far as you got a five that's undersized, but a four that is pretty up to, up to par with size and able to hold his keep. That's all I'm saying. And that's what we got now. Now it's just a matter of I hope it works out. For everyone involved and this is all i'm gonna say about killian hayes do we ever think he should get some g league run 
get some G League minutes. That that ever come across anybody's mind? I mean, what do you have to lose at this point? I guess we can give the bench experiment a little more time. Cause I agree, that hasn't been a thing for too long. So fine. But I'm saying if that don't work out, when do we look at the G League as an alternative for him? And I'm no, no, no. Pump your brakes. I'm not saying G League permanently, like that's his ceiling. I'm saying there's nothing wrong with players going to the G League to get reps and then coming back strong. It's happened many times, especially in recent years, as far as players going to the G League, coming back with confidence and balling out. That's all I'm saying. Why can't he do the same? But I'll talk about the Pistons and their future, and the future is bright because we are going into the NBA All-Star Weekend. Now, we don't have any Pistons in the main event, but the time is coming. And I'm confident in that because of what we got going on as far as the previous events to the All-Star game this weekend. You got the rookie game. We got three Pistons in that. You got the skills challenge. Cade is participating in that. So what I like about this is the Pistons really don't get much representation in All-Star Weekend. Especially in recent years. So the fact we finally got it, it makes me so happy. It also makes me think about a bittersweet moment because I'll never forget the one year. Y'all remember that little contest they used to do on All-Star Saturday night called the Shooting Stars Contest Challenge or whatever it was called. And it would usually be a current NBA player, a WNBA player, and an NBA legend. The three of them would team up and represent different cities. So, like, a lot of years, Atlanta would be in the mix. You have San Antonio in the mix a lot. Or sometimes they'll combine the whole state of Texas. And then you had Detroit in the mix. And Detroit won the event, like, two years. And if nothing else, we would be in the finals, like, every single year they had this event. Because it would always be Chauncey, Bill and Beer, and it was either Swin Cash or Katie Smith. But either way, you was going to guarantee Detroit being in the event. I'll never forget this one time Detroit won. I missed it. And I was upset because I would look forward to Detroit in this competition every single year. And I missed it because something was wrong with the TV. But it wasn't too bad to the point where it was going to like completely ruin the experience of watching the event. But my dear old father, Pops thought it was cool to go messing with the TV because he would always tell you I used to work for the cable company so he thinking he know what he doing he messed up the TV <laughs> TV went pitch black by the time he got it fixed again the event had just ended you want to talk about heartbreaking I don't want that this year we don't need no repeats of that this year but All-Star Weekend honestly I'm this is probably the most exciting I've been about it in a minute it's just we got to get that celebrity game together, man. Hopefully one day y'all see me in the celebrity game getting buckets, MVP, get that 10-day contract. But <laughs> I remember even the celebrity game used to slap. They used to have Chris Tucker in there, the Harlem Globetrotters, <laughs> Kevin Hart. And now I look at the roster. I'm like, I don't know any of these celebrities. And I don't even want to say it's because I'm old because I'm young. And I don't want to say it's because I got an old soul. Because I'm asking people 
my age who are up with the times and whatnot, they ain't even half know who was in it. They just need to go ahead and get Obama in there. Hello. <laughs> and me. But yes, I'm looking forward to the All-Star game this weekend. And I hope, I hope that the Pistons and those who are representing can show the rest of the world. Like, we, we got something going here. Because for honestly, a lot of these Pistons, you know, let's be real. The Pistons don't get national attention for one. And we definitely don't get national TV games. So this going to be like the biggest audience our players have ever played in. Even if it is a rookie game or a skills challenge or whatever. So my hope is that we show out, ball out, show them how Detroit basketball get it. And then everybody else can see, okay, the Pistons on their way. We already got the cap space coming up next year. Enough for a max contract. But we'll probably wait another season for that. So my hope is we about to get this thing together. So you either with us or against us. I be telling y'all a lot of people be clowning me for repping the Pistons hardcore all the time. But I keep telling y'all if y'all don't hop on with the next year or two, you gonna miss out. And don't come to me when we win and talking about yeah I rock with the no you don't don't do that. If you ain't watch Austin Day. Will Bynum, <laughs> Josh Smith, <laughs> Jonas Jarepko, even though he low-key was a bucket before he got hurt. If you ain't watched these guys, even Will Bynum was a bucket. But my point is this, if you didn't watch them guys every single night like I did, I don't want to hear it. So you better hop on now. Or it's going to be too late. Don't be too late. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Twitter. My handle is the same for both accounts at RJ underscore Hunt 36. Send me a friend request on Facebook at RJ Hunt. Thank you for listening. I hope you come back to hear more episodes. If you can, please subscribe, leave a rating, leave a review, please. Because I love to hear the feedback. And if you love today's episode, send it to a friend. Or two. Or three. <laughs> now. Just remember to follow these words. Spread love. Keep your chest out. Hold your head up. Show off them pretty teeth. Don't you worry about a thing. Until next time, y'all be good out there. God bless you all. Peace.